0: Amen. Bobby, you ready for this one? All right, here we go. He was not only an extremely busy man. Listen to this, right? You're supposed to be active, right? Serving the Lord. But oftentimes, he worked to the point of total exhaustion. And he did so on top of that with tons and tons of illnesses that just seemed to constantly endure. In fact, just a few of the illnesses he had to deal with on a regular basis, serving Jesus Christ was kidney stones, constipation, diarrhea, hemorrhoids, dizziness, ringing in the ears, ulcer, leg, even heart problems day after day after day after day. But not even this, right? you think that'd be an excuse. I, I can't serve. No. But even with this, this would not stop this guy from sharing the truths of God, you know, being a positive commercial for Jesus. Uh, for instance, just to give you an idea, listen, this is no minor issue. In one year, in 1527, he was sick for eight months. Eight months nonstop, but he still found time to preach 60 sermons. He lectured regularly. He wrote 100 letters, designed 15 tracks, worked on the Old Testament translation, took brief trips, and one of his children was born. How many guys say that's a busy year? And you're sick for eight months out of it, right? And then in 1530, he was sick for 10 months, but he still managed to preach 60 more sermons, continued to lecture, wrote 170 letters, and designed 30 more tracts. Then the very next year, he was sick for another six months, a half a year, but he still preached an incredible 180 sermons. He lectured even more. He wrote another 100 letters, 15 more tracts, and he endured the death of his mother. And through it all, he continually faithfully served God Almighty as much as he could. Nothing could stop him from sharing the peace that we can have with God through Jesus Christ. Now, the man's name, of course, is round two, Martin Luther, that we saw last week. Wow. I mean, that guy, when he got saved, you know, he got saved, and God used him to do mighty things, but it came in a price, and even his problems would not detour him from being that peaceful, joyful advertisement for Jesus. What a concept. You know, we should do a study on that sometime. Oh, I guess we are, okay? In fact, I'd say, now that, <laughs> that is a life worth living for, right? That's a cool man. How many of you guys want to be a Christian like that? okay here's the problem though we've been seeing folks uh, just as uh, god's the same god right and we're just as much his children as martin luther is right what's the problem we see today in the american church most christians today they read the bible in one hand they took a life in the, their other hand they, they they it just it doesn't compute it doesn't match up and so it leaves us Well, to what's going on here there's a disconnect why do these people like martin luther when they get saved man boom they hit the gates running they don't look back god used it. why do they get to have a life worth living for i, I look at my it's just like i get a I got a life worth giving up, right? Now, again, here's the good news, folks. I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that way. God's the same God; we're His children too. Okay? He's the same. Yesterday, he's the same. Forever. So that means, folks, every single Christian has the ability to have, through Christ, a life worth living for, just like Martin Luther had. So once again, I'm drilling into your heads. Turn to somebody and say it again, that means you, okay? And that's why we're going to continue our study: a life worth. Living for Now, what we're doing is taking a look at the different keys, I believe, are pivotal if we're going to have that life worth living for, if we're going to uh, have those amazing walks with Jesus Christ like Martin Luther had. Okay, And we've already seen the first six times that first key to having that life worth living for is when you and I rediscover how to experience God's joy. He's already given it to us. How do you keep it on a daily basis? Why, just for us? No, to be that positive commercial for Jesus Christ, to unlock, if you will, that life worth living for, okay? And then last time we saw the second key was not just be joyful Christians in a joyless world, it's to be peaceful Christians. How do you experience God's peace, okay? And not just once in a while, but on a regular basis. And we saw that's exactly the issue. Just like with joy, God's given us peace as well. Peace I give to you, my peace I give to you. Not maybe, not my, just like with his joy. God has given us this peace. And the problem is, though, we say that, well, gee whiz, how come I don't experience it? Well, because the enemy's slick, folks, and this is what he's doing. He's doing things to short-circuit the peace of God from flowing into our lives, okay? And, and the reason why is because he knows this is a powerful witness in these last days. How I many you guys know that the world's kind of messed up sure pastor really yeah whoever said that michael that was you thank you All right, yeah it's messed up a little bit we know we're in the last days we've studied prophecy 80 different weeks we know we're in the last days it's going to get way worse than it's better and our world is freaking out but we don't have to we don't have to, and it's a great witness. And so, but the, here's the problem. We go around, and we, we, we do what we're supposed to do in the last days, and any day as a Christian, and we, we share the gospel with the lost. And, hey, come to Jesus. It's awesome. Hey, Jesus, ever since I surrendered to Christ, you know, the Christianese language, and I surrendered to the cross, and I, I just feel so, it's so peaceful. Water, and five seconds later, what are you doing? Ah, you're freaked out, stressed out, bugged out, ah, just like the rest of the world. How many guys would say that's probably a hypocritical message? Not a good advertisement, okay? And we saw that, that God's peace is awesome. It's Iranian. Remember that? The tranquilizing peace is what it means there in the Greek. It's absolutely amazing. Which, again, as we saw last week, your house could be burning down, but you got supernatural peace from God. Hey, this is great. Right? You can run over the neighbor's cat on the way to church services. Hey. All right, you guys didn't like that one last week either, but anyway. Right? you could be in the middle of announcing you saw the picture announcing the winners for last week's barbecue cook-off contest and the deacons publicly give you a chicken shirt and you say i'm going to get you for that no and then you say he hey i guess i better roll with it okay but anyway but anyway that's peace that's what god's given to us right Now, that's the good news. That's how we should walk around every single day. That's what he's given to us to be a positive witness for Jesus. But the enemy doesn't want that, does he? He's real, folks. 65% of the American church does not believe in the literal devil. Boys, he got them snookered. Spiritual warfare. And we saw he's going to get control of your mind. And the first way he does that to short-circuit the peace of God okay is with music he gets us to have a misplaced mind with music okay and he gets us to do the exact opposite of what the scripture says to do to experience god's joy on a regular basis you're supposed to think about that which is right excellent praiseworthy just true etc right why because that's when the peace of god continues to flow so he's hijacked music which sebastian bach said the sole purpose of music is to glorify god But the enemy's hijacked music, and he tricks us into ingesting things into our mind that plays a tape that gets us to think upon everything just the opposite, that which is horrible, deceitful, unholy, gross, disgraceful. And guess what? You start to think that way, and you start to feel that way because your emotions don't know any different. That's all he's got to do, hijack your mind. But once again, let's take a look at that biblical importance of putting that which is right in your mind so the peace of God can continue to flow. Open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4 let's go back to that text there, Philippians chapter 4, and of course, Philippians was written to the Philippians, man, you guys are on the ball, Bobby, you guys must be interns or something, that's right, Philippians chapter (laughs) 4, verses 6 through 9, let's take a look, we're actually looking at two aspects of a peace of God, not just that we can have it, anybody interested in maintaining it, how do you maintain the peace of God, I don't want it just once in a while, I'd like to have it on a regular basis, how about you, Here's all you got to do it's there. He gave it to you. You're indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God It's a fruit of the spirit. So how do you keep that from flowing? Right? He gives us a couple things It's really easy folks. I'm telling you god doesn't lie. Anybody glad about that? Amen. So when he says it just do it. Okay, it works How bad do you want it? just do what he says stalled enough time? Here's what he says and uh, let's take a look at this. This is so awesome. Okay, uh, verse six there He says do not be what anxious about what? Anything. Do you have any idea how freeing this statement is from Jesus Christ? It's the same word that he uses in uh, Matthew chapter 6, worry. Worry, anxious. It's the exact same Greek word. Did you know you have divine permission from God? Listen to this. Divine permission from God, Christian. You don't have to live like that. We make excuses. We think, oh, yes, just the way it's always. No, you don't have to worry. You don't have to be anxious about anything. Isn't that awesome? This is a gift from God. Well, how does that happen? How do, you, how do you do that? Well, that's what he starts to explain. Don't be anxious, he says, about anything, but what do you do? By pray, just pray and petition. And with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Why? Because that's when the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, your mind, which means it's supernatural. Okay, transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your what? Minds where? In Christ Jesus. And this is what we saw last week. Step two. So, you know, you pray, present it to God. Woo-hoo! He's going to take care of it. Stay in peace. He says, I'll do this on top of that. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, th- what, what? Think. Put that in your brain. Think about such things. And Paul says this. Listen, whatever you learned or received or heard or seen from me, put it into practice. In other words, Chrome translation, I'm telling you, it works. You seen it, me? I, Paul, how could you walk around with such great peace? I mean, I've read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. <laughs> I've, read, <laughs> I've read how you got beaten, run, shipwrecked, and stuff, and wow, mud of, wow how, what a, wow. Listen, I'm telling you, it works. And he said, here's the payoff when you do those things. What? And the God of what? Peace will be with you. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do, Okay. And so this is what we saw before last time. I don't know how you are getting clearer than this. And one, again, the good news, I'll reiterate this, we have divine permission from God to not be anxious, to not worry. Can I translate that for you? You don't have to freak out anymore, Christian. You don't have to be troubled about this wicked world system. That is going down the tubes. We know that. You don't have to freak out about the news. You don't have to freak about nothing. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to worry, okay, like the rest of the world. Now, ooh, what a contrast that is. No wonder the enemy doesn't want us to experience that. That's a great witness. Because right? the world, when people get into that state of mind, worry, anxious, ah, they say, oh, yeah, come to here. Let me write you a prescription. When God says, no, nah, you don't need to do that. Just get Jesus in your heart and think about such things as these. Didn't cost you anything, did it? And no horrible side effects. You guys notice the side effects on some of that stuff? Yeah. That'll make you anxious right there reading that list. <laughs> yeah, it fixes your depression, but you're going to die, commit suicide, your legs are going to fall off, and you're going to get liver damage. And that's just Monday. Wait till Tuesday arrives. <laughs> Uh, and you just do what God says, it's awesome. Okay, and folks, the enemy's not dumb. He knows this. He knows how. What a, what a witness in all days this day when everybody's so frantic and out of control, okay? Why? Because he knows the rule. This is why God says, think about things. We saw this last week, but I got to recap because we're getting into the second half. Your emotions don't know the difference between what's real or make believe. They don't know the difference between what is happening right now or a memory you conjured up in your brain five years ago. You play the tape in your head, it produces the appropriate response. Let me break it down for you, right? As we saw last time, you start thinking about things that were rotten. They could have happened five minutes ago. They could have happened 15 years ago. But you play that tape, how do you start to feel rotten? You start to think about something scary. And then next thing you know, your emotions You start thinking scary. You start thinking something that made you angry, right? How do you feel? Angry, right? You can have a peaceful day. You're going out, maybe even today after church services, you're going out for a wonderful ride with your family. It's awesome. And then something always comes along and messes it up, right? Like this. Let's take a look. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Let's just close in prayer. Man, if you thought I couldn't wait last week to show the snake video, it was doubly hard for me to wait this week with that one. Right? <laughs> but I couldn't, I was like, man, this is the perfect illustration, man. What a setup, was it not? All right okay but listen I mean how many guys let's be honest I was looking out the corner of my eye you guys kinda of freaked out you got a little anxious when that head popped out there right alright alright and, and folks listen even though it was just a scary head it was just a video right but since you put that in your brain through the eyes what did your emotions do how many guys feel like you just had three cups of coffee right <laughs> right why? Because your emotions know, know the difference between what's real, what's make-believe. OK And listen, that happens every single day. I love this analogy. <laughs> right? Because isn't that what it is, right? You get up and you do what you're supposed to do. You're in prayer. You're on the things of God. You're thinking about that which is right and just and excellent praiseworthy and true. And you're reading the word of God which is right and just and praiseworthy, admirable and true. And you're awesome. It's just incredible. And you get to work. And I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, sometimes you don't even get to work. And all of a sudden, ah, some thought comes into your brain and ruins your whole day. It doesn't have to be that way. Now, granted, things are going to come at you. But you train your brain to say, no, I'm not going to freak out over some zombie thought. <laughs> I'm snapping my mind back on Jesus Christ. And the peace of God flows. You can get back to having a nice drive. Okay, let's close them for a I think you got it. Now, I bring it up for a second reason. Because last week we saw he gets you to blah. Even though you're starting out great with your ears, with the music. The second way he does it, just like with this video, what did you look at? You looked at it with your eyes. And this is the enemy's two-bang punch to short-circuit the peace of God from flowing, okay? Let's just deal with it. Let's just be honest, okay? It's the media. And if you thought music was bad enough today to make a, a, a negative influence to get you to think about all the wrong stuff, to short-circuit the peace of God from flowing every single day, it could be there if you wanted it. Christ has already given it to us. I'm telling you, folks, it is with the media, And let's be honest, most of the media today is what? Is it right, just, excellent, praiseworthy, true? No, it's just like the music today, by and large. It is what? It's horrible, deceitful, unholy, gross, disgraceful, rotten, sick, and guess what? You start to feel that way. Television, media, folks, I'm telling you, the enemy is using these last days to mess up our walks with Jesus Christ, to fill us with nothing but temptation, and to get us into a restless, messed up state, just like the rest of the world, when we should be the most peaceful, joyful witnesses on the planet. He's using technology, okay? And I don't think it's by chance. And I don't think it's by chance that nearly 2,000 years ago, Jesus said, listen, yeah, pay attention to your ears, right? Bad company, cross good character, whether it's bad music or bad conversations or whatever. Pay... He also says, you better pay attention to what you put in your eyeballs. Okay, this is what Jesus said. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 through 23, he says, the eye is the what? The lamp of the body, right? If your eyes are good, what's, what's the good news? Your body's going to be full of light, woo-hoo, right? But if you choose to do wrong, if you put bad stuff in your eyes, your whole body will be full of darkness. In fact, you don't shut that off and you keep going. If then the light within you, if, if all you got is darkness, guess what? It just, how great is that darkness? It's just going to go down. You really, what? And that's from Jesus, okay? He says, the best thing you and I could ever do with our eyes is to what? Put things that are light. Dare I say, I think it's a safe uh, correlation. You put good stuff in your eyes. You put that which is just and right and true, which means things of God, not the things of man. And your life is going to be awesome. It's going to be full of light. But if you make that choice and you put it in your brain, not just your ears, but now your eyes, that rotten stuff, how are you going to feel? You're going to be full of darkness. Why? Because that's where your brain is, okay? And again, the enemy knows this, folks. And so he tricks us into getting us to ingest things into our eyes that doesn't just distract us from putting the good things in our minds, it the word of God and prayer and things of that nature, and that takes time, but he steals away our time. And it's not just he steals away our time with the media, he gets us to watch this media that folks is horrid. even to the point where we ingest the average family, household, family together and this is not counting cell phones, this is not counting Facebook, this is not counting tablets, just TV. The average family combined watches seven hours a day of media. And they wonder why you don't have much peace. Watch what happened to this family by just watching one secular movie. Let's take a look at this again.
1: Red, you go. Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give it. <laughs>
0: every paintball represented just on that one show rotten stuff in your brain and you come into my office and you say hey pastor Bill, i just i i don't know what's up man i just i just don't have much peace i'm just <laughs> and i got all these temptations and all these, these curse words going through my brain and th- blasphemous thoughts about god and whoa, well, gee what'd you do the last two hours i just watched one show Really, let's examine that one show. Just that one show, two hours, uh, they cussed 528 times, they blasphemed God 70 times, used other rotten language 200 times, referred to sex and nudity 27 times, and graphic violence three times, and you really don't know? That's a two-hour show. I'll say it again, just the same thing with music. It's common sense. This is not legalism. How bad do you want to maintain the peace of God? You think about that, which is right, just, excellent, praise with the true. Keeps it coming. Yeah, rain So what? They gave me a chicken shirt. You have no idea how hard it is for me to say that. But think about this. That's just two hours of the average family ingesting that, getting peppered with sin and rotten thoughts. According to the statistics, they got five more hours to go. Two and a half more shows of that. And we wonder what? What? And this is why I believe David, boy, of all people who knew what it means to get burned with sin in your eyes and pay the price. David said this, remember, after Bathsheba, when he was in a place he shouldn't have been, number one, should have been out to war with the other guys, ooh, need to relax, you know, veg out, right? And then when he saw sin, he should have turned away immediately, but he didn't. And here's what happened. Psalm 101, verse 2 through 4. David, after this, came up with this great uh, statement. I will behave wisely in a perfect way. I will walk within my house with a what? Perfect how. How's that going to happen? I will set nothing wicked before, not just my ears, my what? My eyes. Why? Because David learned the hard way. It's a common principle. And I think this is what Philippians 4 is trying to tell us. This is what God's trying to tell us. Right? Junk in equals junk out. And the enemy knows this. So he tricks us, not only with music, but now with the media, to put junk into our eyes because it starts to produce junk out. You never experience God's peace because you're too, your mind has been hijacked to think about everything opposite to keep that peace from flowing. Okay? But speaking of watching television for a long time, I've actually heard this many times from Christians. Oh, Pastor Billy, I, I, I would never watch one of those shows. We won't go there, and then. Uh, uh, but I, 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 But I do watch the news, right? You've heard now, right? I watch the news. Of course, I wouldn't watch those. That's a filthy, rotten show. I would never do something like that. I don't want to put that junk in my brain, but I watch the news. And I have to be a discerning Christian, and I have to find out what's going on in the world. Now listen, if anybody knows that after, with all due respect for Sonia back here who works for Channel 8, I'll give you a little kudos there. Uh, but after you watch the news for a half an hour, have you noticed that they, sorry Sonia, they recycle the whole thing and play it again. <laughs> right? So if you want the same form, give it a half hour, move on. But oh no! I'm talking about those who forget the Bible in the morning, they go straight to the newspaper, turn on the news, and it doesn't stop. It's like, how many times has that thing been recycled? How many times you got to hear that? And I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but when you listen to some news broadcasts, it doesn't give you a whole lot of peace. Like this one, watch this.
2: Congress shall now vote for approval of H.R. 8791, the Homeland Terrorism Preparedness Bill. Uh, said bill requests emergency response funding up to and including, uh, I'm sorry, this section is classified, uh, dollars to prepare for a national level terrorist attack and or attack from classified. Funding for first responder personnel and vehicles would be doubled if said attack leads to more than 80 percent of the national population being affected by classified. This funding shall commence in conjunction with the first attack on um, classified or the first large-scale outbreak of classified, dependent upon which comes first. Civilian and military units shall be trained in containment and combat of classified, including irradiated classified with possibility of classified airborne, classified flesh-eating, classified and or all of the above in such event as classified spewing, classified escape, are released or otherwise become uncontrollable. Air Force units may also be directed to combat said classified due to their enormous size and otherworldly strengths. Should event occur in urban areas that, that's classified, far surpassing our darkest nightmares, should casualties uh, exceed Classified body disposal actions shall be halted, and associated resources shall be reallocated to classified underground, classified protected birthing centers. A new Bill of Rights shall be drafted and approved by classified. Having now reviewed the bill, I ask you to please cast your votes.
0: Man, I don't know about you guys, but I feel so peaceful right now. You know, I just, I'm encouraged. I just, can I watch that again another half hour and another half an hour and all around Now, for those of you who don't get it, let me talk you down off the ledge. That was a parody. That's not a real, praise God, flesh eating thing going on. <laughs> okay, okay. But in all seriousness, I mean, you look at the news, I mean, how many times you got to do that, right? I, how many times do I got to know that somebody got shot here in Las Vegas, unfortunately, with all due respect? Is one a day enough? How many times do I got to hear that? okay. We we had an earthquake. And let me demonstrate you how powerful that earthquake was here in Las Vegas. Oh. I survived the great earthquake of 2015, Las Vegas. Isn't that, I'm feeling encouraged. okay? It's like, okay, all right, how many times I gotta watch about the earthquake? Okay, earthquakes are happening. We know that. How many times with the, the robberies and this and that? Okay, I get that. All day long? The same stuff recycled, and this is, and you, you come into my office with all due respect, and if you've been there, I typically ask this question, well, what's your routine? What are you doing? Well, I get up, and I don't read the Bible. I know I should, and I don't pray. I know I should, I, I, I turn on the news. right? And then I, I go in the shower, and I turn on uh, some secular music. Sin, 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 sin. And then I go in the car, and I turn on some more secular music. Sin, 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 sin. I get to work, and everybody's talking about the news and then throughout the day they're playing secular music sin 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 sin, sin. and then i leave we're going to get in the car i turn it on the music sin 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 right and then i might have to stop at the store go grocery shopping right in the store what are they playing secular music sin 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 if you're in a department store you go in the elevator what are they playing in the elevator it's like metallic on violins it's gross right and it's just like sin, 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 sin. so you get home you get back in the car sin 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 you got music going on you get in your house what do you do Turn on that TV. Ah, sin, sin, sin. Ah, right, sin, sin. And then you get ready to go to bed. You brush your teeth. You go back to bed. And you had your one final shot to read the word of God, to pray, do something positive with your brain. What do you do? Let me check the news one more time. Ah. And you do it the next day. And the next day. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And then you come into my office. You say, Pastor William, I don't have any joy. I'm having troubled temptation. I don't have the peace. And I'll ask you this question How's your walk with Jesus Christ? I know I should. How's your walk with Jesus Christ? How bad do you want it? He's already given it to you. How bad do you want it? Shut this stuff off and crack open your Bible. Put this good stuff in your brain. It didn't cost you anything. But see, the enemy, the enemy is so slick. He's not only taken music, he's not only taken media, and he's hijacked it. But with the media, he's put it in such a technology that, believe it or not, folks, we can't shut it off. And this is what uh, secular folks are starting to come out, right? You might leave here today and, you, oh, man, Pastor, really? I got really convicted. I just, you know, I'm just going to shut off. But, but, and I hope it doesn't happen. But you go back home, and that crazy look-at-me device screams this at you. Watch this again.
3: Television. Look at me! 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 No! Don't look over there. There's nothing to look at over there. Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! Are you looking at me? Is everybody looking at me? Do I have everyone's attention? Don't get the wrong idea. I'm not trying to take over your life. You need what? What do you need? What do you need? You need to what? Go to the bathroom? Fine. Get up. Go to the bathroom. Come back. Look at me. You need what? You need to. You need to get something to eat. Fine. Get up. Go to the kitchen. Get something to eat. Come back. Look at me. You need to what? 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 Sleep? Fine! Get up! Go to bed! Go to sleep! Get up! Come back! Look at me! Okay, so, we have an agreement. You will do what you absolutely have to do, and when you're done, you will come back and look at me. Don't worry about your schedule. I am here for you. I am here for you. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, I am here for you. I am here for you. You need me, I'm here. Fair and foul, thick and thin, I am here for you. I am here for you. People try to tell you I'm bad, you tell them that I am here for you. 24 hours a day, fair and foul, thick and thin, I am here for you. I am here for you. People try to tell you I'm bad. (laughs) You know what it sounds like to me? sour grapes. You see what I- No 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 no! Don't look over there. There's nothing to look at over there. Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! I've got stuff you wouldn't believe. Danger, sex, action, death, thrills, comedy, all here, all in the next 8 minutes. Can you believe it? You can't believe it. You can't believe it? It's unbelievable. You can't believe it because it's unbelievable! It's a miracle. Just keep looking at me! Just keep looking at me! Just keep looking at me! Look 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 at me!
0: Why is that so funny? It's because it's so true. And the reason why it's true is because this device, I don't have time to go into it too deep, but I want to quote some secular researchers. They admit that you can't stop looking at the look at me because it's very addicting. Watch this. Secular research, process of desensitization. It's just like drugs, right? Okay, if you guys have ever unfortunately walked that road before Christ, Uh, It's a fix, you need to get your fix, right? And first phase of a junkie is you get consumed with your fix. One guy said this, with TV sets turned on the inner city for 11 hours a day and multiplying satellite cable and broadcast channels, television has become the closest, most constant companion of American children. It has become the nation's mom and pop storyteller, babysitter, preacher, and teacher. Our children watch an astonishing 5,000 hours uh, by the first grade, 19,000 hours by the end of high school, more time than they spend in any class. Who's teaching them? And remember the content, it's not good. The question more and more concerning uh, parents and public officials is this what's all this viewing doing to them? Is it instilling the peace of God? Absolutely not. A phase two, then you become addicted to it. First you get it fixed and you say, hey, this is great, this is awesome. But now you can't shut it off. Look at me, look at me, look at me, right? Once people, secular research, once people are exposed to the spectacle of blood and sex, they want more and more as they become hardened to the titillation of the last violent or sexual act they see. Just like a drug, right? When you first initially do it and use it, unfor- guess what? Your tolerance gets up. So you've got to get more and more and more. It's the same thing. They're saying secular research with this media. Just as, and their words, not mine, just as a drug addict who becomes less and less responsive to a drug keeps looking for the initial ideal rush so those who are addicted to the sex and violence in films seek increasing doses of sex and violence to appease their lust. Phase number three, eventually it will destroy your mind. Movies, one guy said, are the, one of the bad habits that corrupted our century. Of their many sins, I offer is the worst. Their effect on the intellectual side of the nation. It is chiefly from that viewpoint that I write of them as an eruption of trash that has lamed the American mind and prevented Americans from becoming a cultural people. And the final phase, unfortunately, is you'll eventually kill yourself for it watch this one guy said this listen this christian we often forget there's a war raging around us it's a spiritual battle it's a war being waged inside our minds a spiritual war for our souls and the adversary is using every possible tactic to control our minds he's using the most effective weapons to win the power of mass media of entertainment with the corrupted movies and television programs of our age the adversary is fueling our sinful propensity to lust hooking us on our desires listen quote once we're hooked he drags us down into Hell. Wow. Am I to add, uh, if that's your daily routine coupled with music, no wonder you never experience God's peace. Is it God's fault? My God, why? He's already given it to you. You just refuse to do what He says to do to keep it flowing. Because you've been seduced by a modern music system that's been hijacked in a modern media system that's been hijacked as well. You're doing the exact opposite, what God says you need to do with your brain to keep it flowing. And this is what Paul says in Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 5 through 6. He says, here's the choice you make every single day you get out of bed, right? What what are you putting into your brain? Those who live according to the sinful nature have their what? Minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, the things of God, have their what? Mind set on what, that spirit, what the Spirit desires. So that's your choice. You want the flesh? You want the Spirit. That's your choice. Here's the payoff. The mind of sinful man, you ingest that rotten stuff, what do you get? Death. But the mind controlled by the Spirit, you get life, certainly, and what's the word he mentions there? You get peace. Anybody starting to see a pattern? Folks, don't you even think about going away here with all due respect, saying, Pastor Bill, you're getting legalistic. No, I'm not. It's common sense. How bad do you want it? I'm not making this up. This is from the Word of God. And you might be thinking, are you serious, Pastor? That's all it is? I mean, I don't have to pay for that? I don't have to go to the store for that? I don't have to go get a prescription for that? I don't have, I, 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 that's all I got to do? Is just make it a habit to put in that which is right, just, excellent, praiseworthy, admirable, and true, my brain? And, and I, I not only like, experience the peace of God, but it, it, it keeps on flowing? Yeah. In fact, you'll have it, when you need the most, like this lady did. Watch what happened to her. A woman about to be mugged in the parking lot of a
4: Walmart turned things around on her would be attacker. Without a gun, without pepper spray, she protected herself. I was lucky enough to meet Pauline Jacoby in Dyersburg. She told me about the powerful words that saved her and could possibly save her attacker, too.
1: I will hear from heaven and we'll forgive their
4: sins 92 year old pauline jacoby reads her bible every day her strong faith keeps her going in life and in the process may have saved it jacoby had just finished putting away her groceries inside her car at a nearby walmart only seconds after jacoby got into her car a man jumped in the passenger side The man told Jacoby he had a gun and that he would shoot her if she didn't give him money. I said no, I'm not going to give him my money. Jacoby told him no three times. Then she started to talk to him.
1: You know as quick as you kill me, I'll go to heaven and you go to hell.
4: She told him to ask God for forgiveness.
1: I said Jesus is in this
4: car
1: and he goes with me everywhere I go. And uh, <laughs> he just sort of looked around, and the tears began coming in his eyes.
4: Jacoby ministered the man for 10 minutes inside her car. And he
1: said, I think I'll go home and pray tonight. I said, you know, I have to wait tonight. Yes, well, you can just pray any time you want to.
4: As tears were rolling down the man's face, Jacoby voluntarily gave him all the money she had. Ten dollars. And when I
1: told him I was gonna get him the money, I said, Don't you spend it on whiskey either.
4: <laughs> the man thanked her for the money and then He over and kicked, kissed me on the cheek.
1: <laughs>
4: and walked away.
0: He walked away. How many guys would say, that's, that's a little bit of a, I mean, Walmart itself is kind of stressful at times. But how many guys would say, that's a little bit stressful? This really happened, folks. I, how in the world could a 92-year-old woman, not just disarm a robber to the point, she witnesses to him and he kisses her on the cheek, but she does it with great peace? Anybody notice what kind of media she was putting in her brain? How bad do you want it? It works. Like Paul says, "How bad do you want it? I'm telling you, what do you seen him? I'm telling. You, you see, it works. You put whatever is right and just and excellent and praiseworthy and true in your ears, in your eyes, in your mind. And the peace of God flows for you, and when you really need it, it's there. So much so, it's supernatural. You'll have so much peace, you won't even be freaking out at all. You'll be concerned about their soul, and you'll witness to them. If it can happen for her, it can happen for us. That's when you start to experience a life worth living for, for Jesus. Amen? Let's be those people. Let's be that church, especially in Vegas. Amen? Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get a Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you